You're listening to the Popzara Podcast. Popzara presents the State of Gaming Podcast. What's up? Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the State of Gaming Podcast from your good pals over at Popzara.com. That's right. It's a podcast about gaming, and we're going to talk about gaming for the month of August 2022. And before we get into it, I apologize. That sounds so sterile, but it's a sterile month. There's not much going on. Uh, This is Nathan Evans, managing editor of Popzara.com, and that clickety you hear in the back is the presence of none other than the senior gaming editor at Popzara, Mr. Corey Gallagher. Corey, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. Whew, I didn't give you a middle initial this time. I'm so sorry. I have to make up for that because it's so boring. The boring month. So we're talking about August 2022. Not much going on. It's the drums of summer. It's almost over. So I don't know. What do you think? Should we get into it? I mean, uh, your list was pretty long for what's supposed to be a boring month. It's quality over quantity. No, quantity over quality. No, I wouldn't even say that necessarily. You think so? You don't, you don't play a lot of games, Nate, but I do. Um, let me tell you, there's quite a bit of stuff going on this time. Is there? Yeah, fair amount. In fact, let's go ahead and start talking about them right now. For instance, the first game on this list you got here, this list of like 10 games, by the way, for a boring month, we've got the new reboot of Saints Row. The new reboot. How many yeah, reboots is this? Uh, th- what's that? How many versions of Saints Row are there at this point? So really, this is only the first reboot. You know, I keep track of these things. And the most recent thing they did before this was a game called Agents of Mayhem. Um, Agents of Mayhem was a game that was kind of panned and didn't really do especially well as far as I know. So I was kind of shocked to hear that they were coming back to Saints Row at all. Well, like you said, it's a reboot. It's not a remaster. We saw the remaster of Grand Theft Auto with the collection that didn't go very well, but from what I can tell, and I know you follow this stuff pretty closely, this reboot has not been going well in certain circles. And and why are people upset? You know, it's funny. I have to say, um, in my experience, looking up stuff about this game and seeing what's going on, I haven't actually seen it getting a bad reception. What I've seen is generally, the, you know, this looks cool. I'm glad there's more Saints Row. A lot of, I'm at least it's not more Agents of Mayhem because really nobody liked that game. <laughs> um, I, you know, I thought it was all right, but definitely not as good as Saints Row. Um, so I'm glad to see it coming back. Uh, one thing that interests me is that, you know, this is 2022. A whole lot of this stuff is um, uh, the culture at large has changed to some degree. And I'm curious to see how we can do a Grand Theft Auto style game in the modern culture, if you know what I mean. Well, I, I know that they announced uh, there was a report that the Grand Theft Auto 6 is coming. It's going to star a Latina female and Rockstar has signaled they're going to sort of play down some of the old uh, proclivities of the franchise. Oh, sure. I mean, you have to do that stuff these days. Like, you don't really have the kind of freedom you used to have. But with Saints Row, you know, it's not to see how it goes. The point of Saints Row was never like the plot or the jokes. It was the ridiculous things you could do, like um, the insurance fraud mini game, which is back, where you know you run out into traffic and fling yourself onto cars and try to do as much damage to yourself as you can to make money and so on and so forth. Is that going to be retained in the, the reboot? Yeah, thing? yeah, that's coming back for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, I have heard negative things. Um, then again, I always hear negative things. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to see. Um, I don't you know, I try not to judge games negatively before I play them. In fact, I tend to lean what? forward. Wait, 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 hold on a second. You don't hate before you play? Yeah. Isn't that weird? <laughs> um, I'm definitely of the opinion that, you know, gaming is a hobby about having fun for the most part. And um, you want to be excited to play something before you play it instead of being like, oh, no, I haven't even touched this. It must be a complete pile of poop. Um, I don't think that's the case. We will have to see in this case. I think it's going to be fine, but we will see. Speaking of which, the next game is actually a game we've seen before. And now we can play it on PC. Uh, The game (laughs) we're talking about now is Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. 
Yeah, this one has been getting a lot of positive play. I know you've been you've been loving it. You've been playing it for over for a while now. So yeah, yeah, I've been playing on the Steam Deck actually, and it is a little shocking to see how well it runs in the Steam Deck. Now, of course, you know, I go downstairs to my gaming PC and I put it on there, and it is just this graphical masterpiece. I mean, the puddles, the puddles, the reflection the of the puddles is amazing. The, the puddles. Are you playing? Are, does this game have RTX or no? I believe so. I haven't actually messed with that stuff very much because when you install it and run it, it sets stuff up for you automatically and it looks great. And I didn't mm-hmm. want to mess with it. I mean, let's get the elephant in the room. This is a PlayStation game on the PC yeah, this is a, again. Sorry, I was going to just say uh, straight up, like every PlayStation game, God of War, Days Gone that we've seen come to PC um, has been stellar. Like they run great. They look great. Uh, they play like they were made for this system. Well, let's be fair here. Uh, people forget people who grew up on PC games a little a little backstory just because it needs it. Uh, consoles are different than PCs. Let's be honest. Well, they to some degree, I, th- I think that was more true in the past. But these days, a uh, console is basically just an underpowered gaming PC. Yeah, but it's one piece of hardware that they can build towards, and they can. Sure. And what we've seen with the PlayStation games, you remember years and years and years ago when PC gaming meant Blizzard. Or even Valve, and you'd had companies that made specifically PC-centric games before they would go off to console. And like, do you remember Crisis? Sure. Games that were so powerful, you needed a super PC to play them. Like Crisis, for instance, you couldn't actually play at max settings when it came <laughs> out. There was not hardware good enough for it. Now you can play it on the Switch, but you well, but, questionably, but but we're seeing sort of a reverse of that now. Like this is so interesting to me that you're seeing games that were made and let's presumably only for the console come to PC. Uh, not 20 years later, but what is it? What is when did Spider Man come out? 2018. Uh, Spider Man was actually fairly recent. It's either yeah. 2018 or 2017. It was recent enough that I definitely remember. It's got a sequel. I mean, it's, it's already got a sequel. Uh, but now you're seeing first run PlayStation games on the PC relatively quickly. And they're like you said, they're doing a really good job of making this happen. And yeah, it is. It is incredible how well these games run. Like, incredible might be a stretch because we should expect that a game designed for what amounts to a low-end gaming pc runs well when you give some space to roam that shouldn't be surprising right i think it it helps when you have the right developers because we've seen shoddy 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 ports like uh i know you didn't hate the chrono cross uh remaster on recent consoles remaster was fine but it definitely needed some work on the user's end to make it work correctly that's not the case with uh, these games they work great right out of the box what's so funny though is that our good friends at digital foundry had a comparison between the playstation 5 version of that game and the switch version and they both played badly so it's it seems like the problem has more to do with coding and encoding than than actual hardware performance but uh but no so you recommend marvel's spider-man now, if yeah, already... absolutely, especially if you have a Steam Deck. Um, the fact that it runs as well as it does in the Steam Deck is nothing short of a miracle. It's very impressive. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Say, um, but real quick, before we get on to the next game, though, uh, do you think we're going to see the Miles Morales edition sometime soon? Oh, I don't know about soon, but we're definitely going to see it. We're going to see it. Stay tuned. It's, it's definitely one of those games that's kind of being used to push the PS5 right now um, because that's the only place you can play it, obviously. Wait, is there a PS4 version? Yeah, there's a PS4. Like that's the and that's the one thing I was going to ask you before we move on. Pretty much every major PS5 game is also available on the PS4, and sure. so the impetus is that you can't find a PlayStation 5, so you get the PS4 version, like Spider-Man right. or Gran Turismo. Sure. Um, we got a third option now, and it seems like the third option might yeah, be the best option. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a, a powerful gaming PC. Which, incidentally, much easier to obtain these days than a PS5. That's true. Um, no question you'd want to play it on there. 
Okay, so let's talk about something we that's we're going to see a lot in this year. So let's talk about the next game on the list. So the next game on the list, um, you know, it's of course a little bit less than a stellar gaming PC. Uh, what? We're talking about teenage. What's that? I said what? Yeah, I know. Ridiculous. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Kawabunga Collection. Now, this blew my mind in a wholly (laughs) different way. It's not like, oh, man, my my super-powered gaming PC can run this and it looks great. It is, man, I opened this up, and this is like every Ninja Turtles game that I remember playing as a kid. I mean all of them. This has got the NES game with that damn level that you all hated. Uh, It's got the arcade game. It's got Turtles in Time, both versions. It's got Tournament Fighters, both versions. It's got the Game Boy games. Um, it's got a lot going on. Real quick, these are like I, I don't know who's releasing it. Is Konami releasing this? I would have to check. I strongly doubt that. I will just say Konami has been has produced uh, or whoever is releasing the Konami collections. They have produced the best retro collections I've ever seen ever. Uh, I know you've covered a lot of the Capcom collections. I know they've had the arcade. They've had the specific fighter collections. Whatever. Um, have you played the Contra or the Castlevania collections? I have. I played both of those. Um, they're stellar. They're amazing. Yeah, they're they're really good. Um, and this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles thing kind of continues the tradition of those. In particular, if you go to the art gallery, like the little group of extras that most people don't really look at, uh, there are four thousand pieces of artwork in this art gallery. It is ridiculous. <laughs> well, what's funny is that uh, we should we should mention that some of these games have been upgraded for online play. Sure. And I think uh, the big one is the Turtles in Time arcade game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just imagine. You're gonna play, you can finally play the Turtles in Time arcade game via Netplay. I mean, you, you always kind well, of could for years now because you could set up MAME. And well, set no, no, no. I got to tell you something. I was at, at Crazy Times. I was at Walmart the other day. Walmart. And they're selling those you know, those mini arcade cabinets that are all over the place. Sure. The one-up uh, Do, Yeah, the one-up. You know that those are networked? Are they? Yeah. You can literally get multiple arcade units and play them net netcode. Like, That's crazy. Yeah, that out of the box. That's That kind of shocked me that I didn't know that. Do you have a favorite of the games that are in the collection? Because there's a ton of them. I, I have a lot of fond memories of that original NES game. You know, when I was a kid, finally beating that damn level and getting to see <laughs> the rest of the game, that was something else. Did, did you see The Wizard? The Wizard. The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the yeah. Super Mario Brothers League Secrets and stuff, right? Yeah, they're, and they're playing the Turtles game like it's some action-packed thing and not the the platformer it is. It, but, it's just it's a very slow kind of <laughs> ponderous platform where you got to play really safe or you'll die. Yeah. Uh, did, now, you did you like the new Turtle game that came out last year? What is it? Um, TMNT uh, Revenge of the Shredder? Revenge. Shredder's I Revenge. Like yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. It plays a whole lot like Turtles in Time, which... You know, interestingly enough, interestingly enough, rather, I feel like a lot of people who played Shredder's Revenge and hadn't touched these earlier games are going to have a lot of fun messing with this collection. Yeah, I will say this, though. I forget the, the tagline of the company that made the Turtles game. They say, we make games the way you thought you played them. And there you go. Here's the thing. But, you know, this is a Turtle anniversary. There's a lot more Turtle stuff coming. There's a Turtle movie on Netflix from Seth Rogen, I think. There's a lot of there's some anniversary for Turtles in 2022. I don't know what it is, but happy anniversary to the heroes in the half shell. Absolutely. But hey, games that don't involve turtles. Yeah. Rollerdrome was the next one on your list. Now, Rollerdrome is an interesting game. It plays real great in the Steam Deck, and you know, I got to mention that. Uh, Rollerdrome is basically what happened if you combine Tony Hawk Pro Skater and Max Payne. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm trying. I'm trying. It, it's a great idea. It's a really good concept. It plays really well. 
you basically have a variety of guns used to fight enemies while you're skating around, doing tricks. Uh, doing tricks actually refills your ammo. So you got to combine the Tony Hawk aspects of the game with the shooter aspects of the game. So while you are being shot at, you're doing tricks, you're grinding on rails, you're shooting back at enemies. There's a lot going on in Roller Drome, and it's pretty solid. You know, I was just looking this up while we were talking. Uh, you know there's like a ton of movies about combat rollerblading? There was a, a show back in the day called Roller Games, right? And it was yeah. basically like you'd skate around, you'd also fight while you're skating, yeah? Yeah, there's there's a ton. Uh, I think the big one is Rollerball, and I, I I think I saw the remake of Rollerball, and it was really terrible. I didn't see the original. That would not surprise me. Remake and really terrible? Yeah, now that, that scans. Um, but really, that's all there. I got to say about Roller Drum. Roller Drum mm -hmm. is pretty cool. Uh, the shooting is solid. The tricks are cool. There's a lot of optional objectives to do. Um, it is not a very long game, but for the price, you can't really complain. Speaking of games mm -hmm. that don't have a lot going on, but they're pretty interesting, <laughs> Kirby's Dream Buffet. You know, yeah. I say all that. I say all that, and I act like I know what I'm talking about. I don't know a lot about Kirby's Dream Buffet. Because this what, what game didn't about? exist like three months ago. This was a surprise drop. Like yeah, I think Nintendo a, just dropped it out of anywhere. It's a lot, too. There's a lot of Kirby games. Is it like we talked about the Turtles anniversary? This is the 30th anniversary of Kirby, and Kirby's been everywhere. Please imagine a world where they bring a Kirby collection to us. Uh, Nintendo will dice it out. Like, do you have you have Nintendo Online for the Switch, right? Of course, yeah. Yeah, they've been peppering that thing with all sorts of Kirby and stuff. And I think there was a Kirby collection on the Wii too, for what that's worth. Well, there, like I said, the uh, the Switch game is what was the Switch game? The Forgotten Lands. Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Um, Forgotten Lands. A lot of people compared it to The Last of Us. Sadly, it's not quite that. It's something yeah, else. You're not a dad. There's no child. It's it's not quite The Last of Us. But um, <laughs> as far as Dream Buffet goes, yeah, I haven't really played much of it. I haven't really touched it. What do you know about it? Uh, I know it's colorful, and I know it's Kirby. And I, and I apologize so for that, but it's it seems more multiplayer-driven, yeah, which is sure. where the Switch kind of excels. See, that's the one thing your little Steam Deck can't do. Because good luck finding two of those Steam Decks in one room. You realize that the Steam Deck can play on the same multiplayer as PC games, right? Hey, we're not talking about that. We're talking about Kirby. What are you talking about? Okay. What are you talking anyway, about? Um, let me go ahead and save you from yourself here and move on to the next game on our list, which is Cult of the Lamb. I've uh, yes. that recently. Yeah, this is a, this is a big hit, by the way. There was an announcement that the game was already sold over a million copies in a couple days. So this game was uh, pushed really, really hard, and you know, this actually is an interesting story. This is an example of how the modern take on game marketing can really work. Uh, Cult of the Lamb was pushed incredibly hard toward your streamers, toward your YouTubers, toward your influencers, and that is probably why it's gotten the reach that it has, because it's a pretty good game. Um, you know, we don't do letter grades at Popstar or numbers. We say editor's choice, yay, nay, pass, but I would say I'd put Cult of the Lamb as like a 7.5. It's a solid game. Um... That that's, a, game that wasn't that's, really... that's a plus. That's a, that's a yay. That's a solid yeah, yeah, yay. Yeah, that's a yay for sure. Uh, Cold Lamb kind of falls apart the more of it you play. It's got some mechanics that are kind of broken. Uh, let me put it this way. Um, one of the big things about Cult the Lamb is taking care of your cult, obviously. You're a cult leader, and sometimes you go out and collect resources to build your cult up. Um, and one of the aspects of that is feeding your cult. What if I told you that one of the first upgrades you can get is to make it so your cult never has to eat? Yeah, so you're taking away an entire mechanic to like make the game spicy. It's just gone. Your cult can now eat grass. You have infinite grass. Therefore, they don't really have to eat anymore. Um, stuff like that is pretty commonplace in Cult of the Lamb. I feel like 
it could have used a bit more time in the oven. But on the other hand, I think it's hard to argue with the fact that by pushing it real hard to streamers and YouTubers and such, they've managed to sell a million copies this fast. So is game balance really that big a deal when you can just pay like XX Sephiroth 69 XX? You're like, hey guys, welcome, like and subscribe. And, you know, it'll push your game real hard and that's all you need. Well, that, that's that's the world's shortest carrot and stick. You know that. But yeah. One quick thing about uh, about this game, though, it's released by Devolver Digital, and we see their name all over the place, especially at Popzara. But mm-hmm. this is a big game for them, and I just want to say this: like when you have a smaller when you have a smaller publisher like that, and they have a game that sells a lot. Let's be honest: this is not a three hundred million dollar produced game. This is a this is essentially oh, sure. I mean, an indie thing. But that million copies sold is almost pure profit, I'm sure. <laughs> but you know what's crazy about the whole thing, though? We I think the definition of blockbuster is changing. And we're going to get into it when we talk about the NPD numbers, but there's one because there's one game that we're not going to be talking about this month that was the only game people talked about last month. And whereas you have something like um, you have something like Cult of the Land, which is a genuine bona fide hit, it's it's very weird. You know, yeah, I mean, Cult of the Land knocked out of the park. It's pretty impressive how well it has done. But again, yeah. I would put it all down to Devolver. Devolver in particular is great at this. Devolver really knows their audience, and they really know the people who will stay on message for them. Yeah, marketing so helps. They codes, they maybe do some sponsorships, and they get marketing done, and it you, we can see well, it. Cult of the Land sold like hotcakes. Let's just say this. We, we, we poo-poo influencers and streamers sometimes, but they do have their place, and if you want to sell a game, you have to get it out there. And that's that's how you get it out there now. You get it to the people right. that are actually playing. And very few publishers are better at this than Devolver. Yeah, Moving on, though. That's their thing. Yep. Moving on, though. Timesia. Timesia is – so it's this game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game, really? Ever, wow. Yeah, it's a game. Have you ever played a game, right? It's like Shadowy Souls, Dark Dark <laughs> Souls. You played Dark Souls? Dark Dark Souls, no, but I played that Elden thing that, that dark, rhymes with dark ring. Dark Souls, Elden, Elden, Elden Ring. That's the one. Time is just that. It is that. I feel oh. so sorry for any game that looks like this that's getting released this year because that's all they're going to be comparing it to. Well, I mean, that's what it is. That's... <laughs> You're going to compare it to that because that's what it is. Um, Tamisha is actually closer to something like Bloodborne. It's a very fast-paced kind of take on the Souls idea. Um, Has a bunch of cool things going on. Um, Your character is real speedy. He can dash. He can dodge. He can jump around. He's really fast. Um, So in a way, it reminds me more of something like Bloodborne than Elden Ring or Dark Souls. It's got that real quickly flowing combat. Other thing I liked about it. Uh, your character's got a sword and he's got a claw. If you sword enemies, it does a pretty solid amount of damage, but it's recoverable. It's like in a fighting game when you hit somebody and their health turns red and they can get it back. If you then hit them with the claw, they lose that health for real. It's actually gone. So you got to kind of combine the two. The sword is fast. The claw is slow. you got to work them both into your combat. Uh, the other thing I liked is your character can actually steal enemies' powers, like a blue mage kind of Kirby sort of thing. And use them against his enemies. And uh, it's pretty solid. Um, what I've played at Timesia, um, as far as I can tell, it's a pretty short game. I've heard 10 hours. But for the price, it's hard to complain about it. You know, when you say a 10-hour game that resembles like Elden Ring and Dark Souls, to me that sounds like heaven. Because <laughs> You know, I, I hear a lot of that. And it really confuses me these days. Because a lot of people are like, oh, we need their game shorter and tighter and more compact. And I'm like, you want to get less for your money? Really? It depends what you're – all I'm saying is there's a reason why Golden Corral costs less than fine dining. Yo, spicy take. The rice at Golden Corral, <laughs> pretty good stuff. Can't complain about it. They're too – from Time Asia though. Yeah. Um, 
I, you know, I don't talk about this much because this is a video game podcast, but I really like Gundam. I've watched at least some of every Gundam series. I love the show. I love the franchise. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Someone who writes about video games likes anime? I no. know. Really? Shocking. Well, no, it's funny, too, because that's not necessarily the case. You know, you got these people who will give any Japanese RPG, and there's one of those later, and get me wrong, like a 7 out of 10 because it's too anime. Like, what What did you expect exactly? <laughs> like, I'm not really sure what you thought you were walking into. Anyway, SD Gundam Battle Alliance. Um, I only know what I've seen, and it looks pretty good. It's SD Gundam. Um, the past few SD Gundam games have been fantastic. They are mostly strategy RPGs. Really solid games. A lot of reverence for the show. Um, if you like Gundam, you really like Gundam. You know the shows, you know the characters, you know the music. And there's a lot of reverence in the Gundam video games for that kind of fan. You know, um, I would put, I say, 110 hours in the Super Robot Wars 30. And a lot of that is because they really respect the source material. You know, they have the theme songs from the shows with the lyrics. It's great. Uh, all the characters have their moves from the shows. There's different plot lines. It's, Corey, it's, it's I know. Um, I'll just say this. The, I learned the hard way. You know the one thing you could do to piss off a bunch of Gundam fans? What's that? Just say Macross. Just say Macross. And that's it. So You lost yeah, them. Kind of. Exactly. Do, um, it's a slur. You know, I'm going to drop this real quick. I try to get into Macross because uh, I like Gundam. Uh, the newest Macross is a musical. See? Um, <laughs> the characters perform songs while they're engaged in the mech fights. You know, what's, you know what's funny? Uh, did you see the movie Joker? With um, uh, I did not. Okay, you've heard of it. I mean, everyone's heard of Joker. Oh, I've heard of it for sure. Very violent, right? Um, yeah. You know, they're making. They announced a sequel, and it's going to be a musical. I thought that was a joke. No, it's true. Lady Gaga has been hired as Harley Quinn. That sounds kind of amazing, and now I want to see it. Speaking of Japanese stuff, though, mm -hmm. the next game on this list was kind of a surprise to me. We actually are reviewing it, and I'm a little shocked it came in as early as it did. Uh, Soul Hackers 2, the newest Shin Megami Tensei game. And the last one of those that we saw was uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5. I want to say that was last year or early this year. How, how, uh, how connected is it to the, the franchise? Um, so this is actually, if we think of Shin Megami Tensei, it's basically got three, uh, three series. It's got Persona, which, you know, we all know and love that. Um, it's got the Shin Megami Tensei games, which is, you know, Shin Megami Tensei 5 came out earlier this year or last year, something like that. And then it's got a uh, Devil Summoner, and this is a Devil Summoner game. So it's a sequel to games that we saw on the PS2, like uh, Raido Kuzunoha versus the Soulless Army, stuff like that. And it's a sequel, a direct sequel, in fact, to a very old game called Soul Hackers, which originally came out on the Sega Saturn. That was a thing that existed. And it had a remake on the Nintendo DS, which is when we Americans got to play it. You see, we live in good times. Like people, Again, yeah. we say this every month. People don't understand how difficult it used to be to get games like this. Yeah, if, you wanted, if you wanted to play this game in the 1990s or something equivalent to this game, it was not going to happen. You had to learn Japanese. You had to get yourself some kind of region unlocker for your console. You had to find a way to import the game if you could. You had to pay a huge premium for all of this. Mm -hmm. And again, if you didn't know Japanese, it's just not going to happen straight up. Sorry. Or have a Japanese friend. Let's be honest. We've all had that one Japanese friend who you plied with pizza and chicken and they would come over and they would help you translate. And they come and sit and translate the game for you. Yeah, I think we've mm -hmm. all done that. Um, yep. Anyway, I've played some Soul Hackers too. Uh, they have a pretty intense embargo on this game, so I can't go into it too far. But <laughs> let me just say it is worth playing. You're going to like it a lot. Next one is Tinykin. Um, 
Tiny Kid, I only remember seeing, it looks a bit like Pikmin, right? It's mm-hmm. um, the, the dude, he's like an alien, and he's real small, and he comes to Earth, and he, he gets Pikmin kind of things, and that's really all I know. It's on Game Pass. I, they said I, the game's got a lot of attention because of its art style. Like the way the way it like you said you, it resembles Pikmin, but it's got it's got a it's got a two. I, what do you say? Two point three, two point five. Um, there's a game called Citizens of Earth that came out a while back. It looks like that. Yeah, it's very colorful. Like I said, I the only reason why I included it is because it's got some press. I didn't know if you had more familiar with it, but um, you know, you no, see, I'm not, I'm not hugely familiar with this one. No, I'm. It's kind of an, like again, it's on. It's gonna be on Game Pass, so I guarantee I'm gonna play it. But I'm not hugely familiar with it yet, aside from it being like a new Pikmin style game, which. Let's be real. The last couple Pikmin game, Pikmin style games we got were the mobile game and the DS game, neither of which were very Pikmin at all. I will say this though, um, to its credit, like there's a lot of indie games that let's just say I can't see my air quotes, but borrow liberally from mainstream games for their game mechanics. Yeah, we and, talk a lot about indie games and they're being like the but, the big place to find innovation, and that's not really the case. There's a well, whole lot of Slay the Spire games, and a whole lot of Isaacs, and a whole lot of Dark Souls in the indie scene. But 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 to be fair though, Nintendo really hasn't done much with the Pikmin franchise apart right. from just re-release it. So if we're gonna see some variations on it, I mean, it's not a genre that's been tapped out. It's a fun yeah, genre, and it's like, we don't see it a lot. For sure. I mean, if you wanted to play a Pikmin style games, I think the most Really, the most recent Pikmin-style stuff that I can think of would be Overlord, and that came out a long time ago. So, yeah, it's you know, I can't complain about that. Um, the last thing on our list here is interesting, mm-hmm. too. Um, we talked a lot about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection, and here is another remake or remaster or whatever you want to call it that might get people going, and that is a Pac-Man World Repack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you saved this one for last because I, I almost didn't put it on the list until I thought about it. And just so you know, just because the the Pac-Man World games used to be something. They used to be pretty popular. Yeah, and, they used to be hugely popular. And actually, yeah. the reason I typed just now, you probably heard it, is yeah. <laughs> um, I wanted to see if it was only the first game. And it is. Um, yeah. That's unfortunate because Pac-Man World 2 and to, a, I guess, a lesser degree, Pac-Man World 3 were pretty cool. Like, they're yeah. good games. There's a reason we don't. I think there's a reason they don't. They, they're not in people's memories as fondly as maybe you or I. Uh, right. In the late '90s, when this game came out, there were so many 3D platformers. Like it was the it was the hotness at the time. Everything had to be Mario that's 64 thing, that's for sure. Yeah, and they've come back though. Can we just say in the last couple of years, you've had um, Ukulele, you've had uh, what was the one with the fox? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Super Lucky Adventure. Which oh yeah, Super Lucky's, and there's been other ones too that have sort of restored that Banjo-Kazooie, Donkey Kong 64 aesthetic. Yep. Uh, Pac-Man was never like that. It was, I remember having a really good time with this game too. That's the funny thing. I'm guilty yeah, of this yeah. too. I don't, I don't know anybody who played Pac-Man World and was like, I hated this game. Be, um, but to be fair, uh, if you're listening, and trust me, no one's making this assumption, but this is not to be confused with the terrible Pac-Man platformer game from the 80s called Pac-Land. <laughs> no, no, it's not like yeah, that. Yeah, it is all, not so. Pac-Land. Pac-Land is it's terrible. It's close to like if you put Pac-Man and Crash Bandicoot. You know what's funny? Is is does is Pac-Man celebrating an anniversary this year? Is it 40 years? I'd have or is to it check, close? it wouldn't surprise me. The uh what was the last we had the Pac-Man anniversary. What was it called again? The, um it came out a couple months ago, the Pac-Man. It uh, was. It's also on Game Pass, uh, Pac-Man Anniversary Collection or something like that. It has every Pac-Man game. It's ridiculous how much games are in there. It's a lot of mediocre forgotten Pac-Man games, for Pac-Man sure. Pac-Man Museum Plus is what yeah. we you, you know all that good stuff we talked about, the TMNT collection and the Konami collections? I don't. Yeah, have... It turns out there weren't quite so many really great Pac-Man <laughs> games. 
Well, it's missing the best one. It's missing Miss Pac-Man. Mm, so that's a good point. I didn't think about that. You're right, though. Yeah, Miss Pac-Man's the best Pac-Man game. Can we just yeah. can we can we put a T on that? You know what? We won't forget. Hmm. We won't forget the NPD numbers for this month. Oh uh, yeah, the let's let, that... let's get going. Your yep. favorite? Absolutely, I love this stuff. Now we could talk <laughs> about things like spending, which is down because there's inflation and nobody has any money. Um, we can talk about hardware spending, which is down because there's inflation, nobody has any money. Um, that's boring. We don't care about that. We want to talk about the big list of numbers, which has a lot of interesting stuff. Let's go through them real quick, and let's talk about these surprises, because there's a couple of them. I, I'm shocked to see a couple of these. Let's get going. So top 20 best-selling games according to NPD. Uh, number yeah. should be taken as uh, for entertainment Entertainment value, entertainment value only. only because the publishers report the numbers themselves and they don't really have any reason. Well, and, and I want to say this though, because there's going to be one game that's not on this list. Do you know the one I'm talking about? I don't actually. Exactly. Cause it's not on the list and I'll, okay. I'll surprise you when we're done. So when so. we're done, go ahead and hit me with it. Anyway, mm -hmm. number 20 monster hunter rise. That's there because the new DLC sunbreak came out and everybody loves it. Number 19 call of duty, black ops three, three specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, three has probably the best campaign. I, I gotta say it. And I think three gets you into Warzone. I'm not sure. Um, because that would be my actual guess as to why it sold so well. If it gets you into Warzone, then that's why people would buy it. Anyway, number 18, Far Cry 6. Number 17 is Black Ops Cold War. Number 16, Switch Sports. It's not as good as Wii Sports, but it's fine. Number 15 is Pokemon Legends Arceus, which of course that's gonna be there because it is the newest Pokemon game. And because we learned more and more about the new Pokemon game, Scarlet and Violet are coming out later. Um, so, of course, we're going to play some Pokemon. Number 14 is Overwatch. A lot of people playing that because Overwatch 2 is coming out at some point. It's going to be free to play, by the way. Please look forward to it. Number 13, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, reminds me too much of the early pandemic days. Don't like playing it anymore, but can understand if you do. Number 12, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Fantastic game kind of a bummer they're going to stop making characters for it um not surprised though they got to stop eventually number 11 talked about it before kirby in the forgotten land it's like the last of us except it's not uh <laughs> number 10 f122 if you like driving cars this is how you can do it number nine is minecraft number eight is our first surprise yes um, i did not think this was gonna make a splash at all but i guess it did uh number eight is digimon survive well, you know, when you don't have a Nintendo console and you want to play Pokemon, what can you play? So, shocking news, and maybe people are upset about this, this doesn't really play like Pokemon at all. Yeah, but um, it's got the Mon in the name, and it's Digi. Yeah, yeah I suppose. This is a visual <laughs> novel. Um, this is a visual novel with some fight scenes. It's very similar to Utaware Rumono. I just said it correctly. Mm. Uh, it's a lot like that game, which is weird for Digimon. Um... And if you go on YouTube, you'll see, oh, it's a failure. Nobody's playing it. It's not what we wanted. Yada, 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 yada. Uh, here it is. Never write in the NPD. Don't listen to YouTubers. Number seven, Mario Kart 8. Um, I think it just has some tracks come out. Yeah. Uh, if, this, is, this is a little interesting because um, if you subscribe to Nintendo's online service, you can sure. – the they give you certain access to DLCs. And I think this was the second batch, and it's basic. Nintendo's trying to put every single Mario Kart track possible That's into crazy. Mario Kart 8. And it, to, I guess I haven't played it myself, Corey, but to some extent, some tracks are better than others. 
Like the I've remix. heard that. I've heard that the new tracks are maybe not the best in the batch. But, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, besides, if you want Mario Kart 8 tracks, you have tons. You have so many by now. It's fine. Uh, number six, that will be the show 22. It's baseball. Number five, Call of Duty Vanguard. It's shootings. Uh, number four, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I have put, I want to say, 110 hours into this game, and I'm still going. I'm not even close to done yet. It is absurd how big this game is. It's big, and I want to say this is the uh, the highest ranking for a console exclusive game on the list this month. Yep. And um, that, that, that matters because we don't we don't see that as much as we used to. So That's true. It's rare these days, mostly because exclusives themselves are not super common anymore. Except if you're Nintendo. If you're Nintendo, you exist like 10 years ago. So, of course, this is going to be a thing. Um, the last three are going to interest you guys a lot because of where things place. Number three is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. That's not surprising to me, really. Everybody likes Star Wars. Everybody likes, everybody likes Lego. And these Lego games always do really well. But what is going to interest you is number two. Number two is Elden Ring. What happened to Elden Ring? What, what dethroned Elden Ring? Well, you remember that thing I said about uh, Digimon for the non-Nintendo users? Yep. This is Smash Brothers for the non-Nintendo users. The game that managed to push Elden Ring out of first place is Multiverses. Multiverses, that is the Smash Brothers clone where you can play as Bugs Bunny. That is selling better, making more money than Elden Ring. Can you believe that? I can't. Yeah, do you think? But here's the thing, though. I mean, I, I there's been a lot of comparisons. You, quick question: Do you think this game has longevity? I. It's really hard to say. I'm not the person who really follows the competitive scene in Smash Brothers and such. I think that's kind of hilarious. It's a party game. What are you doing? Having played a fair amount of multiverses, it feels good to play, and it has a surprising depth of mechanics. But it's also very accessible, which is what you mm -hmm. want for a game to stick around. So it's wholly possible. Um, if they keep releasing characters, and it certainly seems like they're gonna. I mean, most recently we saw LeBron James from Space Jam 2, and um, I believe it was Rick from Rick and Morty. Uh, it, yeah, yeah. Did you, did you um, see Space Jam 2? No, of course not. I'll hate myself. Okay, it, it really was probably the worst movie of last year. Yeah, I've definitely heard that it is one of the worst films people have ever seen. It's so pretty bad. It. It's pretty bad, but the, the concept of all the Warner Brothers characters being accessible at one time, as opposed to just, you know, the Looney Tunes, is interesting. They got a huge repertoire. There's a lot of characters in the Warner Brothers world. There's a lot. You um, know, they made up for putting Space Jam 2 stuff in multiverses. You know how they made up for it? Hmm. The other new character that they're going to release soon is Stripe from Gremlins. Oh, goodness. Can you believe that? that Do you even remember? Who thinks about Gremlins? Gremlins was in the news last month. Did you hear about this? Um, oh. Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins, uh, basically accused the Mandalorian of ripping off his, the design for Gizmo for uh, Baby Yoda. Okay. Ridiculous. <laughs> this Battle of the Muppets. Yep. Anyway, that's the NPD numbers, uh, Multiverses. Now, what was this game you're talking about? Well, the game that, uh, every, that literally monopolized the entirety of the news last month. 100% was Stray. You remember? Was Stray. Mm-hmm. But it's not on the list. It's not on the list. Uh, and NBT doesn't count digital sales from digital storefronts in most places. Oh. Stray was a PlayStation 5 and Th Does Stray PS4. even have a physical version? No, it doesn't. I checked on Amazon. And if you if you read some of the notes that uh, Matt Piscatello wrote about this, he's kind of starting to let the cracks show through that the NPD numbers don't aren't fully accurate of where things are. And this is, we I just mean, have to you, say you this. You and I have always said that. 
Well, I mean, like, they make a big deal about the work, uh, the game that you really liked, uh, Live Alive. Is it pronounced Live Alive? It is actually called Live Alive. Why Live Alive. Look at the Sorry. Japanese pronunciation. It is Live Alive. <laughs> Live Alive. Well, you know, the one thing the Japanese do is pronounce English right all the time. Yeah. So, but it's not on the top. It's on the list either, although it was a bestseller. But again, there's the digital sales that go into it. Um, increasingly, they're going to have to figure out a way to uh, make the digital and the physical retail sales more copacetic because it's just not giving an accurate portrayal. Right. And I mean, if we assume it ever did, which again, we say, no, 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 we, we know it this. doesn't. I mean, yeah. but, but let's be fair here though, Corey, Stray was, Stray was a phenomenon last month. Yeah. Stray, and, Stray did extremely well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Stray continues selling great for years to come. It's a, it's the cat game where you play as a cat who doesn't love it, but it's completely not represented in the sales charts. And that's, which, yeah, that's, that's games, something else. Two games that I bet made a ton of money that we're not seeing here. Hmm. Number one is Genshin Impact. Yeah. Genshin which... Impact has a big update coming up. It's doing really well. Uh, has a whole new continent of content coming up. Uh, not in the MPDs because they don't count numbers like that. The other one is Tower of Fantasy, which yep. is a Genshin Impact clone, which is getting a lot of press right now. Uh, neither of them show up, but I bet both of them probably did better than multiverses. Do you remember, um, before we head off the last section, do you remember years and years ago, I don't know if you ever follow the publishing world, but... There was a big stink when the Harry Potter books started dominating the top 10 bestseller lists. Sure. Because for those who don't know, if you read books, the word New York Times bestseller or number one bestseller means a lot to publishers. That's how they get bonuses. That's how they advertise sure. the paperbacks. And when the Harry Potter books came out, there was none, no book was number one anymore. It was always Harry Potter. So everybody right. was being denied. So the publishing world did what they always do. They split it up and they, they created a separate list for children's books. It's where we get more and more, you know, because everyone wants to be number one. It's like Drake, like apparently Drake has outsold the Beatles. I don't think so. But mm -hmm. when it comes to this sort of thing, I think we might be looking at the need for a separate list for all this other stuff, like Call of Duty Warzone. All this digital stuff, all this yeah. DLC sales, Fortnite. all in-app sales. Yeah, because that's... If you really think about it, those probably make more on their own. Oh, they make more. They make yeah. more. Um, the whole of the rest of the industry combined. They are propping up the industry in certain ways. And I will say, or, or, like our, our, here's like the Apple Arcade, for example. There's nothing that charts that at all. And it, but they keep releasing titles for it. You have Game Pass titles that don't count. You have all PS Plus titles that don't count. But um, what was I going to say about that? Uh, yeah. I just I don't know how they're going to reconcile it, but they have to reconcile it because it's like what was the big thing this week? It was Fortnite. Now I don't play Fortnite. Right? Fortnite had a, added a Dragon Ball Z. Had a Dragon Ball I'm thing. Sure, I'm sure it made a ridiculous amount of money. No, it made that. crazy. But do you know why they did that though? Because there's what a new Dragon Ball movie in theaters right now. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. You're correct. Yeah, like this is how this is how advertising is now. The kids. Even if you don't play Fortnite, you watch Fortnite and you see Dragon sure. Ball. Oh, Dragon Ball's in theaters. I'll get that. And apparently people like it, though. People really like the Dragon Ball crossover in Fortnite. Yep. So Let's go ahead and knock out these last few news articles. Yes. Final section. Everything else. Uh, All right. Everything else. These are going to be real quick. First off, we know what's going to be on the Sega Genesis Mini 2. We do. And we talked about this last month, but I think Sega finally revealed the whole beans. I just did you get the uh, did you get the list? The list of games, yes, I have seen it. Um, 
you know, I hate to say this. If you own one of these original devices, the Sega Genesis Mini, it's really, really easy to just, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. But, 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 but talking about spending money, <laughs> spending if you money want to spend things. money, if you want to spend money, there's some good stuff on here. I think the big winner, uh, there are several big winners. We got classics. We got Fantasy Star Two. Uh, we got Alien Soldier. Imagine that. Finally getting a chance to play Alien, Alien Soldier on. Well, well, hold on a second. Bye. Alien Soldier, though, I want to say did come on the Switch uh, Genesis. Did it? Um, yeah. What's it called? Uh, excuse me. What, what do they call it on Switch there? Online or something? Switch Online expansion pack, right? Like, uh, but no, it's it's a completely translated uh, version, and the game is still hard as hell. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> um, we've got. Well, here's the thing. We got Sonic 3D Blast, but that game is terrible. Except if you play it on an emulator and use the patch that the original designer released about a year ago. Uh, thank you. you. You brought up what I wanted to bring up. So in the past, these little consoles had all been like the Nintendo ones, the Sega one. I think we I think we all love the Nintendo and Sega ones. And I think the Turbo one's pretty good, too. Yeah, um, they've all been they've all been relatively respectful. Uh, this is the the first actual sequel console. But, Corey, there's something different on this list that none of the other ones have had. And you kind of just broached the subject, which is patched games. Yeah, we're um, taking games that had been made before, and we're souping them up. We're making them better, mm -hmm. and we're adding stuff to them. For instance, I mentioned Fantasy Star 2. Mm -hmm. It has adjustable movement speed. Woo! You won't walk at a crawl anymore. You know, you laugh. That was the worst part of that game. But but the one that interests me most of all, there's going to be some games that have never, never been released, which I don't really care about. Usually there's a reason games don't get released. There's a few of these. It's like when Star Fox 2 was on that SNES, yeah. the SNES Classic. And exactly. all the unreleased games on this one are kind of... The one that got me is they're going to rebuild games. They're going to make new versions of Genesis games that already existed. Uh, yeah. the, the one that got me was Space Harrier. Um, yeah, I'm Space a and Space Harrier too. Both huge Space Harrier fan, right? Um, love it. I could beat the arcade on a quarter back in the day. You know, the, the thing I like to read about the Space Harrier thing is uh, it is unclear if these new ROMs could run on a standard Genesis. That's the thing. Taken, have we made a new game entirely out of these? Here's the thing, though. Uh, if they cannot run on original Genesis hardware, then I don't consider them Genesis games, point blank. That's absolutely. Like, like, but, but there is a growing community um, that takes old hardware and makes new software for it. We've, In fact, they've been successful at a lot of this. Um, what was the game that came out a couple years ago? Xenocrisis? It was it was a new game for the Genesis, and eventually it made its way over to the the major consoles. It was pretty well, fun. I mean, as recently as as recently as a couple of years ago, there was a game called Paprium mm -hmm. that uh, was released for the Genesis. And in fact, um, this goes the other direction. I don't think Paprium works on an emulator. That's the thing, though. It, like people forget that emulators uh, are trying to emulate actual hardware, and the actual hardware sometimes has physical components that make it, make it very difficult to to you know to process digitally. It's it's interesting. Right. The other cool thing I want to say about this machine, um, it's got Sega CD games. It's no, no, that's not the coolest thing. The coolest thing it's got a Sega CD attachment, <laughs> like well, a little Japan fake. Does, Sega CD. Uh, though it is unfortunate, we got to say that um, even though it does have the attachment, it doesn't do anything. Don't get excited. Yeah, but it's cosmetic. Yeah, it does look cool. Uh, what also looks cool is this analog joystick thing coming out for it. Which, oh boy, look at this thing. Well, I'll just say this. At least they're doing <laughs> the analog thing. Um, I'll just say this. It comes standard with the Sega six-button controller, which is a huge thing. You had to buy it separately before. Um, I, just caveat, it's only coming out technically in Japan. Amazon's handling the importing directly, and the supply is supposed to be very, very limited. So. Yep, so if you want one, try to get it soon. Anyway, 
Uh, so that's the Sega Genesis Mini 2. Other stuff we got to talk about. Death Stranding is coming to PC Game Pass August 23rd. Mm-hmm. One of your um, favorite games. I, I love that game. Death Stranding is fantastic. Um, I will say that I think today it costs... Like, how, how much are you paying for Death Stranding today? Ten bucks? It's not much. <laughs> um, oh, no, no. It's 40 bucks if you haven't bought the original. So, I mean, there's that, and that's cool. Um, in any case, it's on Game Pass. You should have Game Pass. If you don't, go get it. Um, if you do have Game Pass, please go play Death Stranding. Uh, is trust De- me. Is Death Stranding? Um, is it available on? Is this one of the games on PS Plus or no? Uh, I think it is. Because this was a, technically a Sony game at some point, right? Like yeah, there was some, Death there was some something that made it a console exclusive for something. Uh, yes, Death Stranding is on PS Plus, extra and premium. Okay, cool. There we go. See, we got to start so saying that too. Options and. With all of these options, there's no reason you shouldn't play it. I'm not going to talk too much about it, but trust me, it's fantastic. Sony mm-hmm. is working on a movie based on Days Gone. Now, um, <laughs> question, how is it going to be any different from all the other zombie movies? It's well, here, not. here's the thing, man. I, I, I like Days Gone. I think you did too, but I think you liked it more than I did. Days Gone is fine. Uh, Days Gone is a great example of a game just doing the fundamentals really well, and it doesn't really need to excel because it just is what it is. Well, there was a controversy that they said they weren't working on any more titles in the Days Gone franchise, which, considering the game sold very, very well across the PlayStation and, and again, the PC. It PC, and it does amazingly well. Yeah, but the problem is, it's like, Sony's getting into the movie game. Like, you saw the—did you watch the Uncharted movie? Um, I watched about half of it before it, 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 I died. It made money. It wasn't a huge blockbuster. It made less than Sonic the Hedgehog, but it made money. And we now are in the world where video game movies make money, right? They actually make money. People go see them. Uh, as you'll see on the list, there's more coming. Like Sony, every Sony game is going to be marketed as a film or a TV show. I know The Last of Us is coming. Uh, Twisted, there's a Twisted Metal game uh, movie coming or TV show. Like, and why not Days Gone? Makes sense. Hey, speaking of stuff coming to the big screen, um, I don't want to get super into either of these, having <laughs> having read how they describe the plot, and I don't want to talk about it. We're just gonna say that they're happening and then move on. Well, we got it. Um, we got it. We just gotta say that it's interesting that Sega is making movies out of old franchises and not Sega, games out of old franchises. Sega is making a movie out of Comic Zone and they are making a movie out of Space Channel 5. First off, when I first read this article, I was like, oh, it's a Comic Zone and Space Channel 5 crossover movie. That's a thing. Crossover not, game would be kind movies. of fun. It would be fun, yeah. It's two movies. I don't want to discuss the plot summaries because... Oh. No, no, no. no. You, you can, you look, can look find it yourself. yourself. Yeah, look them up yourself, trust you me. You can find uh, it yourself. You'll, you'll laugh. Um, and finally, nobody is playing Netflix games. Are there Netflix games? Yeah, Netflix is investing quite a bit into into gaming. The problem is nobody knows where they're at. They're, it's most. Or I think it's only a game based on the third season of Stranger Things. But they have other stuff too, though. I mean, they're they're like I said, Netflix has been dipping their toe in the gaming world, kind of the way Apple has. Whereas they have an existing service and they're making the games available to you if you if you're willing to go through all the hoops. There's 26 titles on Netflix games, and I'm looking at them now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got here. Oh, um, no, I think Android only. I believe so. That's why um, no one's playing them. It's a bunch of crap that I have mostly not heard of. There's a few good ones. Um, Into the Breach is a really good strategy game. That uh, game. Okay, can we just be honest? That game has been getting noticed though. Like that game has. That's got a little star power. Yeah, Into the Breach is good. Um. 
uh, it had a recent game called uh, Tyrant's Blessing that is very similar, which uh, we are reviewing for Popstar. Um, Hextech Mayhem, which is kind of a, an endless runner based on League of Legends. So if you're into that series, you know, that's cool. Um, Shatter Remastered, which is just Breakout. And uh, that's... Oh, Moonlighter. Moonlighter's all right. And that's pretty <laughs> much it. <laughs> yeah, but you see Netflix... But Netflix is doing this thing that Amazon does that everyone else does. They're saying, oh, you have a subscription? Well, here's a new tier of things for you to enjoy with your subscription. Enjoy is definitely a question mark. Though, again, <laughs> End of the Breach is good enough that... Yeah, if, if you have Netflix and you can get to it, give it a shot. Well, again, I, I bring up I bring up Apple Arcade because Apple Arcade is another service where no one really seems to be playing it because, again, Apple makes you jump through just way too many hoops to enjoy it. Um, did, like, did you know there was a uh, sequel to um, Jetpack Joyride? Uh, I did not. And apparently it's really good. Is it? Yeah, it's only on Apple Arcade. Same with I all the – like, we've talked about this many times. Like, I don't understand how Apple is able to get these things – and not promise the developers are going to promote them because they do zero promotion. Zero. Yep. How are you supposed to play them? How are you supposed to find something? There's no influencers you know playing them. Nothing. You know what? Here's how you're supposed to play them and find them. Listen to us here on the Pop Star <laughs> Podcast. Look, look, we're not endorsing them per se. I haven't played them. But what I'm saying is there's so much out there if you're willing to look for it. But the companies and the companies and developers that make the looking less strenuous are going to succeed more. Like your game, called okay. the Lamb. But it's a good thing that we are here on the Popstar podcast to help you find these things. Look at all that branding. Corey, you're so good at branding. We should hire you to brand us. Can you Twitch? Yep. Hey, you know, one of these days. Twitch? Nah, I, I think, I don't know, that, that ship may have sailed. But you know what hasn't sailed? The Popstar podcast because you've been listening to the State of Gaming. That's right. It's the mini podcast from Popstar.com. It's all free. You love it. You can subscribe. You can like us. We're not going anywhere. And by the it's way, one hour long. I don't know if it's a mini podcast. It's well, podcasts are getting longer and longer, like three hours. That's an epic, that's an epic miniseries. That's not a podcast at that point. Mm. If you have to pause your podcast, that's not a podcast, it's a movie. I see. But we will see everybody on the next level because that's what we do. Goodbye, everybody. Later. You've been listening to the Popzara podcast. For more quality original content, check out popzara.com for the latest reviews and previews in gaming, movies, tech, and more.